You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Your body is unique. So why would you settle for a weight loss plan that's one size fits all? Noom is the weight management program that takes into account your biology to build a custom plan just for you. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The Cut. The Cut. The Cut. The Cut. The Cut. The Cut. So a little while back, I was at a party, and after a couple glasses of wine, me and my friends were talking about relationships and hooking up and all that kind of stuff. And I think I did something wrong. So I've been asking around just to see if I'm the asshole here. All right, so I'm going to do something a little unconventional with you. So, like, not to take up this whole interview talking about myself. (laughs) No, please. I'm curious. (laughs) So I was at a party. And another friend of mine who I know is a woman and has dated both women and men referred to herself as queer rather than bisexual. And when I was like, oh, I thought you were bisexual. She said, no, 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 I don't use that term. I prefer to call myself queer. (laughs) And I said, oh, okay, well, why is that? And she said, well, because bisexual uh, enforces the gender binary. And I don't do that. And I was like, oh, uh. (laughs) Okay. And I just kind of felt like, wait, does that mean that I do? Like, what are you saying about me? Because I'd already said that I was bisexual. So it was a really, really awkward moment. And I just kind of like felt like I just had to have a judgment on that term in that moment, in that context. And it made me feel very weird. So Mm -hmm. having told you that story, I want to know how you feel about the term bisexual and if you feel like it accurately describes you. (laughs) Oof. (laughs) How's that for a big pile of rocks? Okay, I've asked this question to quite a few people, and I never get a good reaction. Like, ever. And that kind of sucks for me, because I've been calling myself bisexual for more than a decade now. I'm attached to that word. So I thought maybe I can find someone who also feels like I do. So I reached out to Desiree Akavan. She's a filmmaker and a very notable bisexual. And I'm not doing the thing where you minimize someone's entire personality to their orientation either. She literally wrote, starred, and directed a show out on Hulu right now called The Bisexual. So I figured if anyone is going to be attached to that word, it would probably be her. I do identify as bisexual and I do identify as queer. I think both describe me. I think that queer is an umbrella term. I mean, first off, I think everyone has a different understanding and that this is all like semiotics. Okay, so don't judge me, but I had to actually look up what semiotics means. (laughs) It's the study of symbols and signs and their use and interpretation, which is fitting because sometimes I look at the alphabet soup of terms and reclaimed meanings, and it feels like I'm looking at hieroglyphics. 
And despite the terms floating around and the new and exciting ways we're opening ourselves up to the full breadth of sexual expression, bisexuality has always felt like the ugly stepchild. Before it was like taboo gauche, and now it's like lame gauche. Like, come on, been there, done that. Now I'm in a throuple. Like, who are you to think that that was something wild? Get over yourself. Okay, so I'm screwed. Me, the millennial, stepping out into the world of throuples and ethical non-monogamy and demisexuality. And I was out here feeling like I was doing something brave just because I think girls are neat too. And so then you're just standing there like with your dick in your hand being like, oh shit, sorry. I was fighting for this term that's no longer relevant. Exactly. Exactly. Like I was like in that moment, I was just like, oh, well, fuck me then. I guess I'm the asshole. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And you're like, of course not. Of course I don't want to exclude anyone's gender identity. That's like never, ever, ever been on the plate for me. But I like, I understand where people are coming from when they say shit like that. But I also um, do feel a sense of ownership of this term simply because of how negative it was when I was coming of age. Back then, if you saw any mention of bisexuality in movies or TV shows, it was very sus. Like, bisexuality was a stopover to gay town or a slutty detour from straighthood. Take this episode of Sex and the City, which came out around the same time that Desiree was in middle school. You know, I did the uh, date the bisexual guy thing in college, but in the end, they all ended up with men. So did the bisexual women. Which explained why they're... It just was this sense of flakiness. Like, it was like, someone goes through a phase and they they call themselves bisexual and it's cute and cute and slutty and, like, hooking up with your, your girlfriend on the dance floor it's like classified under that same term of like girl crush. Mm-hmm. Like I felt really cringy about saying the word bisexual when I described myself. I felt weird about it. And I felt like I came off as flaky or a slut. And and a lot of calling the show that I made the bisexual was about playing and reappropriating this word that felt so icky. The bisexual follows the life of Layla, played by Desiree herself, as she ends a long-term relationship with her partner, Sadie, who was also her business partner. After being in a lesbian relationship for more than a decade, Layla wants to explore her bisexuality, but, of course, coming out as a bisexual to a lesbian social group is like telling your Cardi B friends that you are now a Barb. You have to stop with the straight girls. I think she's bisexual. There's a scene where everybody's sitting around, Mm -hmm. and it's like you're kind of hiding that you're a little bit different than the lesbians. All the girls you date are sex tourists. Does anyone know an actual bisexual? And this is the part where Layla, who's kind of doing an internal side-eye to herself, tries to front like she's as gay as the rest of the group, and just as biphobic. I'm pretty sure bisexuality is a myth. Yeah, that it was created by ad executives to sell flavored vodka. But eventually, Layla does the unthinkable. She hooks up with a guy. You're a... Bisexual? I don't like that word. Why? When you hear bisexual, you think like Tila Tequila. You think Anne Heche. Who? Exactly. There's nobody. There's no precedence. Yeah, exactly. Who? Where? Because more than 20 years after Sex and City treated bisexuals like chupacabras, we're still doing this same bullshit. As Desiree points out in scene after scene. When I hear bisexual, I think lame slut. 
it's tacky, it's gauche, it makes you seem disingenuous, like your genitals have no allegiance, you know? Like you have no criteria for people, it's just an open door policy. It's not a nice thing to be, it's not a cool thing to be, and it makes my fucking skin crawl. All I'm asking. There is just so much judgment and doubt about bisexuality. Like the idea that you can skip around from person to person, like you try on clothes, as if you're suddenly deciding to like girls because it's in season. Seems like when I talk about bisexuality, I had to fight for that term. You know, when I came out to my parents, they were like, well, if you can just be bi, then exactly. just be straight. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. that is a very specific term I fought for. Do you feel that way? 100% I felt that way. Coming out, at least for me, was really hard and a kind of gradual, messy experience. It took me years to make space for that side of me in my own head, and even longer to get my parents comfortable with it, too. I had to justify myself in ways I don't think I would have had to if I had just said I was a lesbian. In a way, at least to my parents, the fact that I was still attracted to men in some way meant that there was a chance I would just get over my attraction to women. And especially when you're coming out in hostile territory, you're facing that question of, if you could choose, why would you choose this? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really hard thing to answer. Yeah. Yeah, there is no answer is the thing Mm -hmm. is like you, why would you choose? Because you don't choose. (laughs) (laughs) Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you love, you love the way you love. And, and I think that's a lot of, it's funny because I always, I always feel like a lot of my life. And I think I'm sure a lot of other children of immigrants feel this way lives in the messy gray in between area. Mm -hmm. And I feel that way a lot about being the child of immigrants. Um, I don't, when I'm surrounded by Iranians who are raised there, I always feel like, oh, they see me as American. And when I'm around Americans, I'm like, oh, they do definitely not. I'm not white. I'm not American. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, not to say white is synonymous with American, but you hear me. I get or, it, yeah. I, yeah. I, I would say American, or then I'd also say, like, when I'm in, you know, brown spaces. and yeah. All the spaces have a really clear-cut identity, and I've always felt on the periphery. Yeah. And neither here nor there. Like you're the center of a Venn diagram, but you're not your own circle. (laughs) Precisely. That's the thing about this in-between place. There is no boundary, no definition. So we're forced to figure out what it is ourselves. And the funny thing about that is that we all came to understand our labels and our identities during different times in our lives, when these labels had very different meanings and connotations. I came out to my family in 2008. I'm a 2000s bisexual which is very different than a 1980s bisexual or a 2020 bisexual. So coming up after the break, a Gen Zer, a millennial, and a Gen Xer discuss bisexuality. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Most weight loss programs focus on restriction and inflexible routine, which is why most diets fail. But Noom isn't a diet. It's a weight management program that uses psychology and biology to help you develop healthy, sustainable habits. Noom believes that weight loss starts with the brain, and their daily lessons are tailored to help users understand the science behind food cravings and eating choices. Whether you want to lose weight, increase physical activity, meet a health goal, or simply change the way you think about food, Noom can help you build healthy habits while still enjoying your favorite foods. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. So as I talked to more people about this, one thing became increasingly clear. This topic has generational divides. So I talked to my EP, Hannah Rosen, a Gen Xer from Queens who started dating a woman later in life, and her best friend's daughter, Frances, a teenage Gen Zer from D.C. I don't think I personally fit into any of the labels that I know of. Like, that's something about our generation where it doesn't really matter what label you are, but you can just, like, I usually just word, use the word queer, like, just broader, mm. because mm-hmm. I don't really have to know who I I'm attracted to. I just need to like know that they're a person. I don't really know how to describe it, but the labels don't really matter at the moment in our time. It's been so funny for me to watch because like in my life, being with a woman has been such a huge big deal. But I know a lot of kids who are teenagers and they're it's just like whatever. At least that's what it looks like from the outside. It's not like people are like, oh my God, she's gay? What? I didn't know she was gay. Is she gay? Like, did she come out of the closet? Did you tell her mom? Like, it's not really like a moment, you know? Like, I feel like if, when I went to high school, if somebody was suddenly dating a person of the same gender, it would be like a huge big deal. You'd be like, did they come out? What happened? Did they always know? It doesn't really, it's not even a moment. Yeah. Do you know anyone who's ever very formally come out? Like, oh my God, Franny, I have something to tell you. Like, or I had a big talk with my mom. Like, is that, do people come out that way? Uh, Yeah, that happened to me like once or twice. Mm-hmm. It's never that official, but it does like happen. Here's an example as a thought prompt for you. But let's just say that we are all in these spaces where it is safe to be any kind of alphabet soup. Do you think that in those spaces that coming out is a thing of the past? Like, it sounds like you don't need to come out anymore in that kind of space. If we are living in the society that you just created, I think people wouldn't have to come out. (laughs) Like, that shouldn't be a thing. Yeah. Why I'm looking into this whole situation is that I've called myself bisexual for so long because I had to, like, I did come out in a really traumatic way to my parents. And, like, I had to, they had an issue with me being bi specifically. Like, my dad was upset with me. Why? You know, I constantly try to figure this out. And I think, I think it gives, at the time, I think, it, and for my dad specifically, I think it gave him 
a reason, a way to be homophobic without compromising his liberalness, his progressivism, because he could be like, well, if you're gay, that's fine. I'm totally fine with gay people, but bisexual people are just, you know, greedy. That's what he kept saying. They're, they're so greedy. Pick a lane. <laughs> you know, like, if I have to pick a lane, you have to pick a lane. And he tried to, like, couch it in, like, this kind of jokey term. And I was like, I couldn't really tell if he was joking. And then it became clear that he wasn't joking. And then on my mom's side, she's very much on that, like, I accept you, but like, if you could pick a man, pick a man. It's easier for everybody, <laughs> you know, like kind of level. So it's just kind of like, I really had to like drag my heels about this bisexuality thing to them. And now that I've done that, like I have a sunk cost thing. Now I'm like, oh, what well, I need this. I need this term because I've like tattooed that on my heart. And now everybody's telling me it's wrong. So I'm just. That's so funny that he used the word greedy. I always think of bisexual as the opposite. Like it's like picky or something. It's like you're looking for some like perfect soul thing, like that you're looking for some sort of special, special thing that is outside the usual script. So greedy is just like, like what your mom, like just pick a guy, whatever, just any guy, you know, it's like so much easier, you know, and then you're just like in the big soup. You know, whereas whereas the other (laughs) way, it's just like, it's just like you're looking for something extremely particular. I, and like, I have heard some people say like, I wish I was bisexual and I'd have way more options and stuff like that. And that is kind of like a low level homophobic. That's so stupid. It's not like you're attracted to every man and every woman any more than anybody (laughs) else is. It's like, you're not like, oh, I'll sleep with anybody. You know, it's not quite like that. Also, it's 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 the women who will also sleep with other women. It's not like you have every woman right. available to you as a bisexual woman. Yeah, Hannah, Hannah, have you ever referred to yourself as bisexual? No, it's it's also awkward for me because how would I know what I was? Like, I don't, I don't, I couldn't, I don't know. I don't even understand how other people know. Do do you just like wake up and declare it? Like, is it based on what's in your head or is it based on your actual experience? I would say I don't have enough actual experience. I know about one thing that, that I have, I am living through, but I don't, I, I, I don't, you know, sure. It's like way easier to be like, okay guys, I'm gay now, but is that true? (laughs) No. What does it mean to be gay? Like you have to have, it's the, it's the problem with losing the coming out story is that what mm-hmm. are the rites of passage? Like, what are the things that 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 have to happen? That you have to experience? That you have to like enjoy to call yourself gay? Like, I feel like I just like walked into a world where things are a lot easier. There's a lot less shame in a big city. Like, hallelujah and thank you to all the gay people who came before me. <laughs> but like, <laughs> so it's like very easy to just like step to the left and there you are and it's fine. But. <laughs> But I don't think then, therefore, you get to just say, I'm gay. I feel like Franny disagrees with me. No, I agree with you. I'm, I, I, I agree with that. I just think, like, in my generation, like Gen Z, or at least in my community that I know of, people, like, or for me, honestly, I don't think I need to, like, call myself bisexual or call myself gay or call myself straight because, like, it doesn't actually matter but it seems to matter. Like if you look on, you know, Twitter, most people's bios are so specific. It's like I'm a, yeah. you know, whatever. It's like I'm pansexual or I'm queer or I'm this or I'm that. It's like people care a lot about the the yeah. particularity of labels. And I suppose if I found one that fit like a glove, I might advertise it. But um, I don't. I don't. I don't have one. Do you remember back when we did that party? 
that bonfire party uh, for the cut. And you wore your thigh-high boots. I do remember. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I had my thigh-high moment. And you and I were kind of like, we we didn't really know each other. And we were doing that like rapid-fire question back and forth, trying to learn things about each other. Which we're both very good at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And one of the things that, um, because I'd known that you'd come with Lauren, I had assumed about you that, because I didn't know anything about you, that you were gay. And so then you had said something about a strained relationship with somebody. And I had asked, oh, is it because you're gay? And you looked at me and you're like, I'm not gay. And I'm like, oh, well, qu- queer then? And then you were like, no, I'm, I just don't think about myself that way. I don't have labels. And I just kind of sat there and I'm like, well, how am I supposed to frame this question to ask if it had anything to do with Lauren? That's so funny. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Like, I need a word for this. You could just say, like, I like this girl. It doesn't mean you like all girls. Like, okay. I feel like when someone's asking you about their sexuality, it could be like, do you like girls? Do you like boys? What don't you like? I feel like it doesn't actually have to be put into a construct, like a... Uh, binary. I mean, I think I have that I'm not gay reaction because it feels like rude or like <laughs> entitled or something. It feels like <laughs> presumptuous to be like, I'm gay. Like, I feel like gay is a thing. Like, if you're gay, you went through a lot. Like, you went through a lot with your parents and you went through this and you went through that. And I didn't really, I mean, I went through a lot, but I don't think it's from being gay. I don't know. I don't know. What if we just refer to all people that aren't straight as queer and we just lose oh specificity my God, that's altogether? that's so hard for me because queer <laughs> seems extremely generationally specific. I would, like, when you say to me, like, call yourself queer, I, I just have an image of, like, myself in a crop top. It just seems like... <laughs> Age inappropriate. What if that's what the people want, Hana? What if that's what the people want? I would feel ridiculous saying I'm queer. I guess I am queer. I mean, what is a queer person, Franny? Tell me what a queer person is. My definition of queer is just like sort of part of the LGBT community plus in some way. That's it. I would say that like there definitely is a feeling I have encountered it most strongly among lesbians that there is mm. just an erasure, like that if you just sort of submit to the giant wash of queer, you erase a lot of very, very specific things about lesbian history. Franny. I feel like no matter the sexuality you feel you identify with, there's always going to be a feeling that you're not doing it right why this question came up for you again? Like, why has this come up so strongly? Had you just given up on it for a while and then it came back? (laughs) Um, I guess the real reason it's come up for me is because I'm dating a girl right now. Uh, and it's, it's been a reality in a way that I have to confront, but you know, it's also like, as I was thinking about this and thinking about originally about how chaotic my life is because of that bisexuality, even the term bisexuality felt embarrassing and shameful. And I was like, is that just because I'm, and and this is me trying to figure out if I'm ashamed of that term because of how I grew up and the center of diagram feeling where I'm disappointing two groups of people, or if it's because like, this is a term that exists in transience and therefore will always feel like it doesn't fit. will always feel confusing. Like, like uh, Franny said. I think it just like missed its moment of respect. Like, it just got trampled by queer. Like, it went from, you know, it went from being, like, not respectable for one reason to being not respectable 
for a whole different other set of reasons. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't have to be sorry. So, like, I'm just trying to figure out what the solve is here for me. I need to let it go now, clearly, because I don't want to offend people or make people feel like I'm transphobic or, you know, non-binary phobic. I don't want to say that either, but like, that's a whole, like, I haven't even begun to consider what that looks like for my sexuality. And I don't even like that. It's, it feels like a whole new coming out to even go in that direction. I feel like you should commit to being a dinosaur because, (laughs) because, (laughs) because I'll tell you why, because I feel like it's that same thing about, you know, do you deserve a certain label? You actually have a very specific history with the word bisexual. You have a specific set of experiences. You have a specific like coming out. You have a specific thing to Mm -hmm. say about your father and mother. Like there's just like a historical groove in there with bisexual that, that is just specific and feels a particular way on your skin and I, I think everything else will feel phony. It will feel like you're faking it or you're just doing mm-hmm. it because it's the right thing to do. It's just like, unfortunately, that's your word. Like, you didn't get the best yeah. word, you know? It's like, <laughs> so, I don't know. I feel like you're a little screwed. So, what? but what about you then? What are you going to say when people, you're just going to dance around it? You're going to be the artist formerly known as bisexual? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. You should do that. You should be Jazz, the artist formerly known as bisexual. Since you're the artist formerly known as gay. Futurely known as gay. Futurely, sorry. Futurely known as gay. The like gay and beta testing. Yes, beta gay, um, beta gay. That's good. <laughs> you know, it's been a few months now since I first started thinking about this queer versus bisexual dilemma. And now that I've asked around and tried to find the consensus, the technical distinctions between those two terms seems inconsequential. And maybe that's because these terms still mean different things to different people. The words and definitions have literal meaning, yeah, but they also have emotional meaning, significance. For me, coming out as a bisexual tattooed that word on my heart. And even if it becomes outdated to some people, that stamp is still there. A reminder of a moment in time when I was first wrangling with my sexuality. Even if that does change down the road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Cut Podcast is made by me, B.A. Parker and Norbuzidi. Mixed by Alex Higgins. Edited by Jolie Myers and Hannah Rosen. Our executive editors are Hannah Rosen and Nishat Kurwa. The Cut Podcast is made possible by the team at New York Magazine. Subscribe to support their work at thecut.com slash subscribe. I'm Jasmine Aguilera. Thanks for listening. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.